Welcome back to episode 39 of the All Out Blitz podcast, powered by the Sideline Sports Network. Today, we're going to be going over a college football week four preview, the best tailgating in college football or NFL, and the NFL week three preview. And then we're going to be making our blitz picks for the week. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. We got all three of us here today. So again, we're going to be pre-recording these. So stay tuned for the recap next early next week preview late next week. So college football, we're in week four. We're starting to enter into conference play for a lot of these teams. Thank God. It's a lot of key games. I want to start. Neyland Stadium, SEC East. This is a huge game. Florida and Tennessee. Florida's two and one. Lost to Kentucky, but beat Utah. So they're zero and one in SEC play. and then Tennessee is their first SEC game. They're three and zero. They're undefeated uh, for the first time since like was it like twenty sixteen. They're three and zero or something. Yeah, like that. Josh Dobbs' senior year is there 2016 sounds right. Yeah, so it's been a while since Tennessee's been. Undefeated through three games. Uh, yeah, this is a huge game, SEC East. So this could be a battle for kind of who takes second or third place. But the key for me is Florida's passing game. Anthony Richardson has not been able to throw the ball so far this year. He hasn't thrown for a touchdown, and he has four interceptions. It's not good. I think he's only thrown like 53% completion percentage. So Anthony Richardson, I think we know he's a playmaker when he tucks it and runs it. He's one of the most explosive playmakers in the country. We all know that, but to me, him throwing the football, spreading it around is going to be key. Cause it's going to keep the Tennessee defense kind of honest here because Florida has a really good running game. Billy Napier is going to want to run the ball, but also, they need to recognize that Anthony Richardson, get Anthony Richardson easy passes, get him in the floor of things. He needs to step up as well. But Billy Napier also needs to kind of implement plays for Anthony Richardson to use his legs and for him to use his playmaking ability. I don't think they've done enough of that so far, Tom. So uh, Tennessee, this is the best they've looked in quite some time. And last time Florida came to Nealon and Tennessee was having a solid season. They were legit. Uh, Florida won on a Hail Mary. It was absolutely insane. It was heartbreaking. Um, but, you know, it's Josh Heupel has been talking about the environment of Tennessee and crazy. he says craziest football environment he's ever been a part of. Stadium has been rocking lately. They sold out for this game a week ago, and it's going to be checkered. Game day is going to be there. All the pressure in the world. This is the first of a lot of big games for Tennessee. It's it's also the first season for Tennessee in quite some time where they have expectations. You go out and win this game, you're looking good for the rest of the season to maybe make a run, be one of the better teams in the SEC. Now, keys to the game for me, Tennessee's offense, we all know how good it is. We all know how Hendon Hooker can throw the ball and tear up the defense. The key for me, make enough stops. Make Anthony Richardson beat you with his arm. Just get enough stops. You can outscore Florida. Just get enough stops. That's a key for me. Yeah, there's a reason why Tennessee's favored by 10.5. They're a better football right. team than Florida. Right. For Florida to pull off the up, up, upset, excuse me, on the defensive side, I think they need to slow down Hennon Hooker in his arm. Obviously, it's easier said than done. They need to limit him in the passing game. Pitt did that. Pitt also only gave up, I think, 27 points in regulation to Tennessee. So... And also, Tennessee doesn't have a great running game. Like, they had less yeah, than Yeah, Jabari Small got hurt last game as well. I'm not sure on his health, but... Yeah, that's that's key as well. Like, right. Pitt, 
they I don't think they allowed more than 100 yards against Tennessee, and they were in that football game. They sent it into overtime. They could have won that game. So Florida, they need to limit Hendon Hooker through the air, force Tennessee to run the football, and we already kind of touched on Florida's offense and what Tennessee's defense needs to do. So we're going to hit on this game. We're going to uh, do a prediction for this a little bit later at the end of the show here. So next game I want to talk about, Clemson and Wake Forest. This might be the most interesting game on the Saturday slate for me because Clemson, they're favored by seven. But this is the game where we could see a turning point is it in the Clemson quarterback situation. It's at Wake Forest. Okay. Sam Hartman's back now. Wake Forest is a really good offense, not a great defense. They give up like 36 points to Liberty. I think they escaped with a one-point win after a two-point conversion stop. So Clemson, I think they'll be able to put up points because Wake Forest doesn't have a great defense. But will it be with DJ will it, or will we see Kate Clubnick? Because, I mean, if Wake gets off to an early lead, like 14 to three or something like that, and Clemson struggling to move the football, Devil's got to be not so stubborn That's and what, put Kate in. I was about to say, if it gets ugly early, you can't be messing around with DJ. Like, at some point, like, you have too good of a team. Like, you're competing for a college football playoff spot. You can't be tooling around with DJ. You've seen enough of him to know what he is. And if this game gets out of hand, this is one of Clemson's more important games in quite some time. If this game gets out of hand, you got to change something up. Give Club Nick a chance. Everyone's begging for it. Yeah, and the over-runner's at 55.5. So Vegas thinks that Clemson's going to be able to kind of slow down the Wake Forest offense. So this is pretty much, I think, going to be a lot on the Clemson offense. We're going to figure out how good the Clemson offense is. And if there's issues, it's either schematic or it, if they put Cade Klubinkin in, there's still issues. It's definitely schematic. But if they put DJ in, they struggle, they put Cade in, and all of a sudden they score 30 points, then we know Clemson's found their, found their quarterback and they got their offense back. So I think this is a key game. Another game I want to touch on, Baylor-Iowa State. This is a pivotal Big 12 game. Baylor's 2-1. and one. A lot of people pick them for the playoff as a, like a sleeper team. They're two and one. They lost at BYU. This is a playoff elimination game for them. Going on the road in Ames. They're underdogs by uh Iowa State's favorite by three. So that's a big game for them. Uh Michigan State, Minnesota. It's another big game. Michigan State needs to respond. Get back on track. Get back on Great track. Great opportunity to get back on track. Bounce back in. Yeah. Minnesota's a good football team. They've been able to bully their opponents, like we see with like Wisconsin against the They've allowed opponents. 17 points this year. Yeah, but they haven't. But they haven't played anybody. They haven't been yeah. met. They have like I I said they've bullied teams. They haven't met a by or a, whatever you call it, like the the bully stoppers. You know, right? right. They haven't met a team. No, that this can is their first real match matchup. Up, them. So. Yeah, they haven't met a team that can physically match up to them. I think Michigan State could do that along the line of scrimmage. We'll see. It's that's going to be a key game uh, for both those teams. That Notre Dame goes to North Carolina. We're going to really see how good Notre Dame's offense is because North Carolina is going to put up points. We know that. Mac Brown is a good offense. North Carolina is favored by one and a half here. So this is a key game for Notre Dame's offense to see how they can do against a bad defense, a bad North Carolina defense. Uh, Texas, they travel to Texas Tech. That game's going to be electric. At I mean, Texas Tech sold out that stadium already. That's a key game for the Longhorns there. Uh, Washington State's kind of one of the uh, one of the more intriguing teams, I think. They're undefeated. They're 3-0. They host Oregon, who's a top 15 team. That'll be a, a good Pac-12 game, which I think is a conference that might be underrated right now. They got a lot of good teams there. Uh, Arkansas and Texas A&M. It's another big SEC game. SEC West, 
Arkansas is 1-0 in the SEC. A&M's their first SEC game. So A&M's favored by two. But I think Arkansas has the better roster, and I think they match up well here against A&M. We're going to pick this a little bit later. But, but A&M, they need to be able to hit the downfield pass. Arkansas struggled in the deep in the secondary. They've struggled over the top. Cincinnati exposed them over the top. South Carolina exposed them over the top. Missouri State's quarterback last week threw for like 300-some yards. So there's opportunities for Texas A&M to expose Arkansas in the passing game. Will Max Johnson be able to do it? Slash Haynes King. I don't know who's going to start. I assume it's going to be Max Johnson. But will they be able to do that? That, to me, is a key to this game. Can Texas A&M throw the ball with high success rate? Uh, Also, also Saturday night, Wisconsin-Ohio State. I think Ohio State should win this football game. That's a game. blackout at the shoe. Wisconsin doesn't have a shot. Yeah, I don't think uh, Wisconsin Horrible does not match up for Wisconsin. Well. Yeah. yeah, we don't need to touch on that game a whole lot. I'm ex- I'm actually excited for USC and Oregon State. I think Oregon State is a sleeper team. No one's paying attention to them in the national media. I've not heard a whole lot of people talk about Oregon State. They're undefeated. They beat Fresno State. They beat Boise State, who are two solid teams. But USC, this is their first road test. At Oregon State, they're favored by six and a half. Too bad it's on the Pac-12 network, and I mean, only like ten percent of the country is going to be able to watch it. But that's besides the point. So, any other final comments from you ahead of uh, the Saturday slate? I think it's. I don't know. I think it's a good slate. Good first week of conference play. We'll see who a lot of if a lot of teams are legit or a lot of teams are not. Yeah, I also want to touch on one more real quick. There's four games between undefeated teams. Maryland at Michigan. Clemson at Wake Forest. We already touched on that. USC and Oregon State. We already touched on that. Duke and Kansas. Battle of the basketball schools. Mm, could be interesting. And Kansas is favored by like seven and a half there. So college football. Going to be a great Saturday of action. Also, there's Thursday night games this week. So that's good after two Thursdays off for college. So next up. I thought of this like five minutes before we went on the air here. We all love football. And we all love tailgating. It brings people together, right? Food, family, friends, football brings people together, right? Tailgating is a good time. So we haven't really been to any tailgating spots outside of East Lansing, Michigan. So I'm going to ask the question, what is a tailgating spot, or you can name multiple, that you would want to attend? In the near future, can be college, can be NFL. So my, I picked two. By the way, East Lansing, if you get the opportunity, good place to come see a college football game. Anyways, uh, we my two spots, as you can see in the picture right here, one of them is Ole Miss, the Grove. Uh, I think it's really cool how it's just a mass of people. And uh, I remember college game day was there, great environment. It's like, it's just like. It is tailgating. That's the only thing. You get those people jumping in mud piles, all that stuff. You get some crazy food. They'll be, like, roasting a pig if they're playing Arkansas or something. Uh, yeah. So that's my one of my spots. My other spot is in Knoxville, Tennessee, Neyland. I've se- I haven't, I've been to a Tennessee football game, but I have not gotten to experience the Vol Navy tailgating where they tailgate in Tennessee River. It's everything's on boats. You can just you can walk all the way across the river and not touch the water. There's that many boats tailgating on big games. 
Uh, so I think that's super cool. One of the more unique tailgating experiences. Yeah, that reminds me. I would like to go anywhere. I can't name them all off the top of my head, but anywhere where they have um, anywhere where they have uh, tailgating on the water, I would like to do that once in my life. Right. Washington has a good tailgate on the water. I think they have a body of water like right outside the city. Yeah, yeah. They do a good tailgate. I was seeing that the other day. It was it was good. As as unhappy I was with that uh, result in Washington, the weather was nicer than I expected. Yeah, for Seattle. All right. I like how you touched on Ole Miss and Tennessee. I'm gonna bring you a new one. LSU. Those people know how to party. I mean, they're. I think they tailgate like seven days a week. I mean, it's crazy down there. They're making gumbo and those big vats of, of whatever's in there. So I'd like to experience the Cajun cuisine of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I think that's that'd be my top place to go for tailgating. Obviously, you kind of took my other two. Ole Miss, Tennessee are up there for sure. I think any SEC team is cool, but uh, Ole Miss and Tennessee are the most unique in my opinion. So, yeah, you I know, agree. upon thinking about like, you know, LSU tailgates, you eat a bunch of, like, seafood and then go stand in the heat for three hours. I don't know. I don't know how they do that. That's kind of – that might be kind of rough, you know? They're tough down there. I don't, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> They're tough. They're, They're accustomed to it. To it. To it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean – Put it on a cracker, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't touch on the NFL side of things, but I think – Bills Mafia. It's kind of like Bills and everyone else. Yeah, for tailgating. Oh, they're on a new level. Like Bills, then there's Philly, but Philly is just kind of psychopaths, you know. Yeah, like, I don't think like Bills. I mean, not that the Bills aren't, but <laughs> yeah, they spray mustard and ketchup. Yeah, on you see that one guy game. last night on the pregame yeah, just getting that's, doused. Yeah, that's psychopathic. Imagine that happening and then sitting through a football game. No, there was um, smelling like mustard. Oh, uh, I I've been to a Detroit one. I've been to a Browns tailgate. Um. Detroit tailgate is like just about as generic as you can get. Like you know, people grilling out of the bed of their trucks and slinging the rock around. You know, nothing, nothing too fancy. But in the Browns, so their their stadium, their uh parking lot is kind of below ground level, which inherently makes it kind of a less. I don't know. There's there's more trash laying around than than you. I mean, think. it's Cleveland. It, it's Cleveland, and it's like below ground, and there's like a there's like a mosh pit going on and stuff. It's like not a family event, I would so say. So it's not a family event, but like it's still fun because it's crazy. Yeah, and they had a band. They had like they had like a marching band, which is kind of sweet. Yeah. So let's get into some NFL preview. A lot of good games this weekend. Uh. So. Take it away. All right. So, uh, games I wanted to highlight for the next week. I know Bills Dolphins is one of them. Yeah, That's so Bills Dolphins one of to. them. You have the Dolphins who just completed, like, the comeback of the century and the Bills who have been destroying anything in their path. Uh, the Bills want the Super Bowl so bad. They, like, they wouldn't shut up about it last night in the pregame. I was like, like, I don't know how many times they cut to those dudes in the chef hats. Those were some pretty sweet hats. But, uh, yeah, so it was – I think the Bills are probably the Super Bowl favorite, destroying anyone in their past. So I think any Bills game is important this year. Um, Lions-Vikings, you have the Lions coming off a great win and the Vikings coming off a horrible loss, both 1-1. One and one. Uh, I'm going to think – I'm going to say the Lions keep rolling. I'm going to pick the Lions in that game. 
Lions Minnesota so. minus six, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna take the Lions. Yeah, Lions coming in with momentum. Uh, Vikings maybe reassessing themselves a little bit in what appears to be a more open division than most at the moment. Right. It's uh, at the moment that I mean, like the Lions are technically winning the division at the moment. I know they're like the Packers. Yes, they're the best team in the NFC North, but it's not as closed off as people think. I don't think the Bears are as bad as people thought they would be. The Vikings are kind of and then the Packers are they're ahead of the rest. But like stuff could still go wrong. Um, 49ers Broncos. So I want to talk about the 49ers. Uh, Trey Lance got hurt last week. He's out for the season, hoping for a speedy recovery. Feel bad for the guy, but Jimmy G's back in. They uh, had he had a solid game, and then the Broncos. It just it doesn't seem like stuff is going right with Russ. He only has one touchdown so far, I think, one passing touchdown. Yeah, but you know the thing about that is it's all it's following the pattern over the past three years a team with a bunch of good pieces plugs in a free agent or trade quarterback and um you know they figure it out and make it to the super bowl toward the end of the season that's just it's it's happened for the past two years i mean i think the i think the broncos are gonna figure it out in time for the playoffs yeah hopefully russ doesn't do his i mean clearly he's not doing his normal thing where he's really good in the beginning of the year and eh, at the end of the year so maybe Maybe that's gone. They'll figure it out. They have a good roster, solid defense, uh, good weapons on offense. Cortland Sutton's been playing well. Who's he's been kind of missing the past few years, but he's he's playing well, like he did uh, about two years ago. Um, another game: Bengals Jets. Bengals are zero and two. Just lost to Cooper Rush and the Cowboys, who got clobbered week one. Bengals. Not looking good for the defending AFC champions. Yeah, you, you've heard me refer to teams as still figuring it out. The Bengals don't look like they're figuring anything out. They just look bad. Yeah, it's uh, nothing's really clicking. Like they still, They'll make those big splash plays on offense and then just do a whole lot of nothing. So, yeah, Bengals got a lot to figure out. Uh, the last game I wanted to highlight was the Rams-Cardinals. Cardinals, a great comeback last Last week they had seven bad quarters of football to start the year, and I don't know everything clicked in the fourth quarter. Kyler started doing his thing, getting the ball in the end zone, forced it to overtime, and they won on a scoop and score. Uh, yeah. So, and then the Rams, rough week one, bounce back, great week two. So, kind of the same boat for both teams. Uh, Rams are favored by three and a half. I would. Are we picking? We are picking this game, right? So yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit, but yeah, another, it seems things seem to be going the right direction for both of those teams. Another thing I'd like to bring up about the Cardinals is uh, Rondale Moore should be coming back. He wasn't a huge impact last year when he was a rookie, but I'd like to keep an eye on him. You know, he's five seven, super fast, super strong, great in college, and he's. I assume he's going to fill that uh, Christian Kirk role. Now that Christian Kirk is in Jacksonville, you know, so so keep an eye on him, uh, you know, for sp- splash plays, uh, maybe a couple of jet sweeps. I'm excited to see him. All right. All right. Should we get into some blitz picks? Or do we have any sure, final sure. All right. Blitz pick. Blitz picks. Let's do it. These are the rules. We went over uh, the week two or excuse me, the week three standings on our uh, recap show. Check that out. It's on the YouTube channel right now. So 
Yeah, there's the week three champions, week three standings, season standings. Will's up on me by one point. But let's get into the picks. We're going to start with college. Clemson traveling to Wake Forest. Clemson minus six and a half. Who's going first here? Uh, I'll go first. I think Wake Forest wins outright. Ooh, I like it. All right. I think Clemson wins and covers. I'll take Clemson wins, and I'll take Clemson covers. I think Cade's going to end up playing this game, and Clemson will pull away in the fourth quarter. I think it's going to be a really good game, though, for a majority of this. Yeah, I'm banking on Dabo being stubborn. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Wake win this, so. Yeah. All right, next game, Florida Gators, Tennessee Volunteers at Neyland Stadium. Tennessee's fair by 10.5. Tom? I'm going to take Tennessee, and they cover. That is going to be an extremely hard environment for Florida to play. Probably the toughest environment in college football next weekend. Um, it, it's going to be checkerboard stadium game day, and I just don't think Florida's offense is going to keep up with Hendon Hooker and the boys. So, uh I'm taking the Vols, and they're going to cover. I know it's a huge spread, but uh, I love Tennessee's offense. I don't think Florida's going to keep up. I agree. I think it's going to be booming in that stadium, and Tennessee's going to win by two scores or more. I'll go Tennessee to win outright. I'm going Florida to cover. I think their running game's good enough to control the clock a bit, keep the ball away from Hennon Hooker, and, uh, yeah, the offense will score enough points just to keep it close enough to cover the spread here. So give me Tennessee outright, Florida to cover 10.5. Last college game, Arkansas A&M. This is a neutral site in Arlington, Texas. A&M is favored by 2.5. Tom? All right, I'm going to take Arkansas straight up. I don't like Texas A&M at all. I'm also taking Arkansas straight up. The neutral location is kind of... Leaning me that way. Man, are we about to go three for three with the Arkansas picks? Looks like Texas A&M is going to win. <laughs> I'm, I'll go, they are going to figure it out. <laughs> I'll go Arkansas straight up. I don't think Texas A&M can expose them over the top the way Cincinnati did, the way South Carolina did, despite Arkansas still winning. So I'm not confident in Texas A&M's offense. I like Arkansas pretty much all around the field except in the secondary. So I like Arkansas win this game outright. NFL. Packers, Bucks, Tampa Bay at home. They're favored by one and a half. Who are we going with? Um, Tampa looked horrible for three quarters yesterday, and Mike Evans is not playing. He's suspended. Uh, Packers look pretty solid against the Bears and are on the way up. Rodgers looked a lot better. Seems Things seem to be clicking with his receivers. I'm going to take the Packers straight up. I have a question for you, Will. Do yes. You, do you have the balls to pick? Tampa outright, but the Packers to cover. <laughs> no, I actually I have an interesting take on this game. I think I think Rodgers is frustrated with his receivers right now. Uh, they can't catch, can't get open like Devontae can. He's throwing a lot less. I think uh, Rodgers is frustrated, and it's going to be a classic uh, Brady Rodgers matchup. We. I remember when we were talking about this is the last Brady Rodgers matchup we're gonna ever gonna see last year, but yeah, I think Rodgers is frustrated. I think uh, Tom Brady's gonna step it up over the last mediocre two games, and just I think uh, Bucks are gonna win and cover. I think they're gonna win comfortably. I like the Bucks here by probably ten points or more. 
I mean, Tom Brady and Tampa hasn't let me down yet, so I'm riding with them. I'm betting against Tom Brady for the second week in a row. That might explain why I'm at where I'm at in the standings. Yeah, this you guy's know my insane. rule. You remember my rule. All right, second game here. Bills at Dolphins. Bills favored by five and a half going on the road to South Florida. I'm going to take the Bills and they cover. They look unstoppable. Uh, I don't think the Dolphins' defense is that great. No one's going to stop Diggs and Josh Allen. Josh Allen, MVP favorite. Diggs is one of the best receivers in the league, if not the best. So I'm taking the Bills and they cover. Um, I'm taking the Bills, but the Dolphins are going to cover. This is going to be a shootout, probably 40-plus points on both sides. If they could feed Tyreek and uh, Tua plays like he did last week, there's no reason why the either team can't put up as many points as they want, but it's all going to come down to the, the Dolphins' defense. Can't hang with the Bills right now. Looks like nobody can, but to reiterate, uh, Bills win, Dolphins cover. I've been riding with the Bills for the past two weeks. I'm going to go with them again, and I'm going to go with them to cover. Bills minus five and a half. Last game for the Blitz picks for week four. The Los Angeles Rams travel to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. The Rams are favored by three and a half. Who we got? Um, I'm taking the Rams, but the Cardinals cover because they have a little comeback at the end of the game. Kyler starts to... Put up some points at the end of the game, but I am taking the Rams, but Cardinals cover. Hate to do this to my guy, Matt Stafford, but I think the Cardinals are going to win outright. Uh, Kyler looks good. Stafford does not look very good, and um, it's going to be another high-scoring game. Last week, I picked all the favorites to win and all the favorites to cover for the NFL. I'm going to do the same thing this week. I'll take the Rams minus three and a half. So that's bold, (laughs) bold guy. All right. So, I mean, that's going to do it for this week. Any final comments ahead of big weekend of football? It's a big weekend of football. Yeah. A lot of good college games, a lot of good NFL games. So we'll see you early next week for a recap of week four in college week or week three in the NFL. So yeah, we'll see you then like, and subscribe.